welcome to episode 23 of the Dudes Spake Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about mimosas, that delicious brunch cocktail, nor it is a podcast about samosas, the delicious stuffed Indian dumplings. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanking dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. Normally, this is a podcast that's hosted by two dudes, but today this episode is being hosted by three dudes. Introduce yourself, guys. Hi, I'm Bruce. And I'm David. Hey there, David and Bruce. And this, of course, is Scott, also known as Red Spake Scott. David and Bruce are organizers of Badass Weekend that is coming up in, coming up what days? October 17th to the 20th in Augusta, Georgia. In Augusta, Georgia. And that's what our episode will be about today. Um, I, as folks uh, recall in a previous episode, um, I attended... Uh, badass weekend last year. I had a great time. That was episode number uh, nine. Episode number twenty. Uh, when I attended Badass Weekend uh, and talked about it, and uh, um, had a great time. Met these guys he, there. They offered to uh, be on the podcast uh, and talk about what it's like. And so that's what this episode will be about. But first, uh, it's been a couple months since I've done an episode. Uh, and I wanted to let folks know what's going on with Moonburn in Los Angeles. Some really, really good news for people who are traveling to Los Angeles or have been wanting to go to the Moonburn in Los Angeles. We are back at our old home in our old day. Uh, so that home is the Threshold uh, S&M Club in North Hollywood in Los Angeles. Um, it had been shut down briefly uh, by the fire department over various permitting and licensing issues. Those have been resolved. Um, there have been some minor changes. It is now officially um, Moonburn sponsored by Threshold, which is a certain, uh, and I believe some of the organizers of, of Moonburn are now, are now officially members of the Threshold Club. And so it makes it an official Threshold event now. Um, but so it's now back on the first Saturday of every month from noon to four at the Threshold Sex Club. Um, if you check out on WAPS, W-H-A-P-P-Z, Jaden's, you know, uh, Jaden's uh, spanking app, now available on, on uh, iPhones uh, and on Android, um, he's got uh, schedules on there uh, of events, and the Moonburn events are back on there. So you'll see them, uh, and you'll know uh, that we are back in business. And it's great to be there. We just had a party yesterday, uh, had a lot of fun, uh, gave us some good spankings, good turnout it was great so so with that let us turn to david bruce and let's talk about badass weekend badass weekend is a wonderful event i i cannot recommend it enough um i already know that several people several of my friends who haven't been there before have scheduled to go there this fall so you're going to be getting some more la folks out there um so let's just start off with how did how did this get started well, it started uh, nine years ago, and it was a private event that was held at a campground in very rural Georgia, uh, Roy's Hideaway. Um, there was about 20 guys that uh, kind of got together. There was a couple of cabins and tents. Um, they had one little play space for us, um, and, it, and it just started off like that. Now, um, why, why did you decide – why, did, why did, did people decide to start an event in Georgia? I think that was just one of the venues that were available. It's kind of rural and private. Yeah. Um, I think the the you know 
getting it started um, was the idea um, to try to get just a group of guys together that were all into the same type of uh, fetish right. and uh, have a safe place for it. Um, it was in the Northeast, um, which there wasn't really anything, I guess, at that time. So, um, you know, it started there, um, you know, and then it grew from there. Um, the next year we ended going to the Parliament Resort in Augusta, Georgia, and we've been there since. Um, they've been wonderful to us, and it kind of totally changed the way the event went. It, it was a much bigger space. Um, there was a lot more um, places to be able to do what you wanted to do. Um, it was totally different than a campground type of experience versus now that what we have is in, at a resort, an old hotel. Yeah, yeah. And so this year is its 10th anniversary. Do you have anything special yes. Anything special planned for the anniversary? We are in the process of doing that. We have gone back and forth uh, trying to come up with a number of things that we would like to, to do for um, you know, this momentous occasion. So we are, we are looking at that right now. So we don't have anything definite, but that's definitely on our radar. Yeah, so I talked about the the venue a little bit before. Um, so so there are, there are really interesting reasons. There are really interesting things about this hotel that makes it that make it a great spot to have a big spanking weekend event. So so what is it that makes this hotel particularly good for this? So the um, the Parliament Resort. I mean, it is what you would picture as like a motel that you may have stayed at when you and your parents were driving around on a vacation. Um, there are about 65 rooms there. Um, a number of rooms, about four or five, have been converted into a dungeon space. So there is a dedicated play space that a lot of the uh, fetish groups locally there use on a regular basis. But when we're there, uh, we, we take over the entire venue. So it's, de it's dedicated to our use. Um, there are a couple of private play spaces as well There's a, a that are up on a second story. Um, we call it the tower. And there's two rooms up there where you can reserve time and go up. Um, there's also a small cafe on site. Um, there's a clothing optional pool. It, it, I mean, it's nothing fancy, but it, you know, it gets the job done and meets our needs for what we want to do. Um, the guys who, who run it, Jimmy and Tim, are wonderful to us. Um, you know, they're, they're very helpful in getting the word out amongst, you know, all of their regular folks that, that uh, use the venue there. And a couple of years ago, they actually acquired the, uh, the hotel that is next door to them. Um, to the old executive inn and suites. And um, that's become our overflow hotel because we've now actually outgrown, um, you know, the number of rooms that are there at, at the Parliament Resort. So we have an additional 65 rooms next door. Um, yeah, and you've actually, you've already filled up the main hotel. As, as of yesterday, um, we have filled up the main hotel and we just started overflowing with two new registrants today next door. So don't, I'll, I'll say this to everyone who's considering coming still, don't, don't let that discourage you thinking that, you know, you have to stay at an overflow hotel. It, it is literally 100 feet in the same parking lot from the door. So, you know, it's just a very, very short walk. Yeah. Yeah. When I stayed, yeah. When I was there last, uh, when I was there last year uh all my buddies were in the overflow hotel and it was absolutely there was absolutely no problem i walked over there hung out there um we even play and you can play in there as well in in the pri sure. in your rooms there we right. were playing in our rooms there and then actually um if i believe daddy vegas actually preferred the overflow hotel because they had rooms that had um 
had hot tubs or something in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, a, it's an old, again, one of those type of suite type hotels. So the rooms are actually bigger, um, and they have the big soaking tubs in the middle of the room. So And some of them have vaulted ceilings, which makes swinging certain implements much easier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, that would be correct. Yeah, so. my, my my hotel room. I stayed I stayed in the Parliament House itself. My I I love my hotel room, but it was yeah, it was very very it was very small, very cozy. The the shower reminded me of my cruise to Mexico, uh, <laughs> but it was it was lovely. It was lovely. It was well maintained. Um, and but yeah, then when I sorry I went over with my friends, we actually did um, uh. With when Brian and we did a spanking game, we did it in the Overflow Hotel, and there was a lot of room for us to, for the four of us, to play in in those rooms and do some pretty intense intense stuff. So it should, def- it should definitely not be a deterrent yeah. as to you know you don't have to drive from another hotel. Literally, you yeah. walk a hundred yeah. hundred feet. So, yeah. so what I, what I think you originally asked me what what are the advantages of this this or you know this. Uh, resort hotel. So, I mean, the, the the bigger advantages for us specifically when it relates to an event of this type is that they operate as a private membership club. Um, so it's it's gated and it's closed to the public. So no one can just walk in off the street like they would at any normal hotel or public space. So I mean, that allows our participants to kind of relax, knowing that that uh, you know they're secure behind the gate. The other things that that does is it allows um, you know, nudity there on property, you know, both in the dungeon when we're, we're doing our activities. They also have a clothing optional pool um, at, at Parliament Resort. Um, there is also a brand new pool over at Executive. So there's two pools on property. Um, there are also two bars. There's Edge Nightclub on one end of it, and there's a, a panel bar uh, over at the Executive Inn. So those venues are also open to us for use uh, during the day and are, are active, um, you know, then in the evenings and weekends. So let's talk about a little bit about how much uh, we'll go into a little bit more about about how you make it interesting as well. But I want to talk about the the amount of work that's involved in pulling this off, because I have I have a couple of friends who are looking at, at maybe trying to start. Uh, one of these more, you know, engaged events as opposed to just a simple party. So, how much how much work is it? I know it's a lot of work because I came there a day early and I, I saw I, I got to see you putting you guys putting everything together. So, but but how much work is it? It's it's a lot of work. Um, in, in all honesty, it's it's on a one year timeline. Um, there's probably about three months of that where we're fairly inactive, just kind of cleaning up from the prior year, you know, November, December, and then January, we're already planning. So it's, it's pretty much nine months of, of work. Um, you know, I'm fortunate, I guess, with this, that I started out, you know, my, my early career as an event planner doing large special events. So that kind of helped me understand scale and scope um, of producing something. And, you know, the other piece of that, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily apply to everybody, but this is more of a national event and somewhat international. We've had participants from Australia, Germany, Canada, even one guy from Taiwan who had piloted a, a, a ship across the sea and <laughs> found out that we were having this event and showed so up. Showed up, yes. <laughs> he yeah. turned out to be a very good caning expert. Yes. Like, oh, good. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it, it's basically nine months year round. Um 
you know, you have to really think through everything, you know, the marketing and advertising piece of it. How do you get the word out and how, how to consistently brand yourself? Um, you know, maintaining a website, someone's got to do that um, because otherwise, you know, we use it for registration and everything else. Um, social media. Which we're going to try to have a bigger space with now. We haven't really had that, but we are trying to get ourselves out there for uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, there's, you know, the whole other part of getting 150 plus gentlemen together, uh, the food, the logistics of getting things from Sam's, um, getting all the volunteers together. Um, you know, it's we all just can't do this by ourselves. There's at least 40 volunteers. We have a Chip is our uh, volunteer coordinator. So getting things on the schedule, um, banking and record keeping, um, online registration, making sure people get their rooms, uh, the off-season events that we try to put ourselves out there with. Um, I go to MAL every year. Um, there's IML, CLAW. You know, we organize uh, play meetings for our attendees that have gone to BAW um, so that we can kind of have some play time there. Um, they talk about it with other people that um, are at these events to, to find out about BAW. Um, so it, it's again, like, like David has said, it's, it's pretty much a year long um, planning and planning sessions to try to get this put together. Yeah. For, for uh, people who are not terribly experienced with the full BDSM scene, IML and M uh, IML and Mal, those are other S&M kind of events that have some spaking presence, but are for much, you know, a greater number of kinks. Uh, episode 21, um, I, I uh, Jaden had Jaden went to MAL, which is up in DC, yes. and uh, it is. Yeah, so yeah. so you was talking about so, so you guys go to those and 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 get the information right. out there. Um, yeah, we we definitely uh, make a presence and we bring advertisements and and get it into the run bags um, and uh, and then try to have. Uh, we have one attendee, um, one of our main attendees, Ed. Uh, he's been gracious at MAL to get a suite. So in the hotel, so that we can have you know scheduled parties and uh, and get you know different guys together. Um, we also in the DC uh, at that event, um, the Green Lantern, who also holds a spank party. That that is one of their biggest spank parties for the year yeah. because MAL they usually have a hundred plus gentlemen there. Um, so we've also you know met a lot of people there at the uh, at the party and talked to them about about uh, BAW. Okay. Right. And so you guys have a, um, an LLC? We, we do. Um, we decided once about five years ago that it was time to do that um, for, for a variety of reasons. I mean, you know, we all have assets, uh, houses sure. and things like that to protect as well. And, you know, an event like this, when, you, when you're above 50 guys, you're exposed to liability. Right. Um, you know, it is a private uh venue but it's it's our event so there is some liability there and we decided to go ahead and llc just for general library purposes i mean issues kind of rise you know what what if someone does get hurt at your event um and that would be a consideration for anyone considering having one of these parties whether it's just a local party or or something bigger um you know we occasionally have someone who uh drinks a little too much alcohol you know how do you work around that if something would happen right uh, it's just it's just smart you know at the end of the day to consider uh these types of things when you're when you're getting that big and i mean if 
you know, we, we have the potential to go beyond 150 guys this year, and they're on site with us for four days. So some of them longer than that. Some of the guys will come Tuesday or Wednesday ahead um, as well. So it's just it's just smart to consider it. Yeah. So how do you since we you brought up a, you know someone gets drunk because I, I I missed it I wasn't there for it but I, I know there was a there was kind of an incident that needed to be managed not not terribly serious um, but you know there was somebody who was acting out um, and needed to be handled how how do you recognize how do you approach because you know even at these these smaller parties that that i go to you know like moonburn you will occasionally fortunately not often but occasionally who's someone's behavior is inappropriate and you know someone right. needs to do something or something how do you how do you recognize it how do you approach it well i mean we have very open communication with our attendees um very the first so. night at at uh the first social we do have a set of rules that we go over. Here, here are the guidelines and expectations for, for how you should behave at our event. Um, so it's important that, that everyone adheres to those. You also, on the way in, when you register with us, um, there, there is a, a liability and waiver form. So again, those, those expectations are spelled out there. And the primary one is that if you are abusing alcohol, if you are, are found abusing drugs, um, that we can, without exception, for any reason, um, expel you from the event. And if you're expelled from the event, the owners of the venue also expel you from the resort. So you are immediately packed and escorted out. Uh, we don't play around with it. No. We don't want to put anyone in danger or in jeopardy. Uh, we don't think it's fair when everyone else is uh, you know, there to have a good time. Uh, you have to be responsible for your own behavior. And if you won't be, then... That's our job as event organizers to be uh, on behalf of the organization and the event. And we, re we really have zero tolerance for that. Um, and, and luckily, we have enough of people that have come a number of years that if we don't see it ourselves, um, they will let us know. You know, they are very, uh, very much there for the same reason and will let any one of us know that, you know, this incident might have taken place, you know, and it's something that we don't take lightly by any means. So... Um, it's it's meant to get rectified as quickly as possible. So um, how how do you make newcomers comfortable? Because um, since the since I've talked about you got I talked about Badass Weekend on the podcast. Since I talked about my visit to Badass Weekend, some of the things I get I, I get I regularly get messages from people who are new to the spanking scene, which is great. Um, but one of them are wondering, like, I'm, I'm really, really new to this. You know, if I go to Badass Weekend or a, a bunch of people going to make, you know, try to spank me or, or make me get spanked. Yeah. And I was, you know, I always explain to them, no, 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 none of that is going to happen. Um, but but uh, how would you approach someone who's, you know, coming to this for the first time, who's relatively inexperienced in the spanking scene? Well, one of the things is that, you know, we definitely take that into consideration. And if... If you are thinking about it, this is definitely a safe event for you to be able to explore that. Um, no one is going to make you get spanked. We even have a voyeur um, wristband. Um, that means you don't have to be a top, a bottom, or a switch. You could just say, hey, I'm here to kind of like check things out. Um, you know, it, it's uh, a lot is based on communication, too, as well, you know, to kind of let us know where you're at. Um, we have all kinds of different ways to make people feel included we have our socials we have our dinners together um 
you know, we're working on trying to get to something together with maybe uh, having just the newbies this year, try to kind of get together right after, like maybe the first night. So kind of have an introduction. It's impossible to have 150 guys kind of stand up and say, hi, I'm, I'm here, right. and I'm into this, you know. So um, this way here, if all the new people could kind of get together, then maybe we'll be able to uh, kind of get them to know who's there for the first time and, and figure out, you know, what, what people are there for. So just to tag on to that a little bit, I mean, we we purposely have these socials each evening and, and meals together so that folks can interact and get to know one another. Um, we also have name tags um, that we use. We don't care what name you use at the event. You don't have to use your real name even at the event. You do to register, but not at the event. If you want to use your spanking nickname, that's that's cool with us. Um, we also intentionally use a wristband system, a red, yellow, green for top, bottom, and switch. Um, so again, that kind of helps newbies facilitate conversations. You know who you're approaching, and it should make it much easier to find the right potential play partner. And I should add there, because this always comes up, um, and I know this from working at, from, from Moonburn, just because someone, just because you have a label doesn't mean, number one, you have to, you can, if you have a top label, that doesn't mean you can only be a top. Um, if you have a bottom label, that doesn't mean that anybody who wants to spank you gets to spank you. Everything is still worked out to discussion, but it helps other people understand where your head's at, you know, or, what your totally. approach is to the scene. Right. It's all about communication and, and negotiation and, and talking. Yeah. And and we actually offer when, when you come in and uh, check in with us, we'll give you all, all four wristbands sure. if you want them. You can keep them in your pocket and change it, your, your mind as it goes on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's important to remember, though, it, it is a two-way street. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to you to put yourself out there a little bit. Um, there, there's no reason whatsoever to be shy or awkward at our event. It's a spanking event, and we all know why we're there. So you don't have to be shy about that or hide it or, or, or any of that. Um, you know, but the converse of that is, um, you know, we've had a couple of occasions where someone's come to the event thinking we're just lining up a bunch of 20-year-olds for them to spank. Yeah. And that is not. That is, is not what this is about at all. It's a two-way street, and... You know, honestly, it's such a nice, big group of guys. They're all very social, all very friendly. It's it's not hard to meet and connect with folks no. at this event. No, especially if you are new to this and if it's made known that this is something that I've always wanted to try. There are several people that are veterans that are there that are well-versed in spanking and, and could be the right person to help you with that. Um, so many times I've heard stories of, you know, I got spanked once and it was 15 years ago and it was a horrific experience and it took them that many years to try to get over it because it was somebody that really didn't know what they were doing. And it's not about just going and beating somebody, you know, um, it, it's not necessarily that type of uh, experience that people want and get our, and are turned off immediately. So, you know, if, if you're trying and thinking about it, then here is a number of people that could help you with it. So, um, so this is more than just three days of people just sitting around and spanking each other. Um, that would get kind of tired and old um, and exactly. ex exhausting. I, my my arm was actually kind of <laughs> sore. Yeah. My arm was as sore as my butt. Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, 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 what do you do to add, you know, some entertainment value to keep, you know, 
keep people entertained and stuff during these these time periods and like during the day and 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 people are relaxing and they're waiting for the evening to kind of get their spank on sure yeah so we have a, a variety of stuff during the day i mean we we program um the day basically from 10 a.m and until 2 a.m um you know, on on each day. So we have workshops and demonstrations. Workshops are primarily instructional. Demonstrations are pretty much demonstrating a skill or technique with an implement or something of that nature. Um, and we can talk about those. Um, you know, we do discipline slips at the socials each night, which are kind of fun. Um, we're we're going to revise the rules a little bit from last year because we actually had too many to get through in the time we had allotted. Sorry, so part that that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. First year it was like, okay, guys, come on, fill it out, fill it out, and now we have like thirty, and uh, that could take you know hours, hours of, <laughs> of, of the of the of the evening. So. Um, you know, each afternoon in the dungeon space, if you don't want to be in a workshop or demo, um, we do organize spanking games where someone will facilitate two or three different games over a couple of hours that you can walk in and participate. Um, some folks like to, you know, not just do the spanking, but actually dress for the role play that they're mm -hmm, they're going to yeah. do. Um, you know, the last couple of years, we've had a guy that likes to play Santa and he brought his Santa outfit, and we're spanking boys. Yes. Uh, and some of them even took pictures of that. And that was... lo and behold, we received one guy's Christmas card this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so our, our different Brian is uh, is Santa, and uh, so that's that's there. And and other people are just not involved in spanking fetish. They have singlet fetishes and uh, jock straps, jock straps, and, and, and different things. And so and and then you know again that brings up another point about fantasies and things. This is an excellent venue for to try to find somebody that might necessarily be in the same type of fantasy or scene play that you'd like to maybe, you know, do. And there's a variety of spaces to be able to do it in. Yep. I wore, uh, I wore, uh, all jock straps when I was out there and it was, uh, it was hot and fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so what's the, so, so, there were some public spanking scenes, you know, there, there's the dungeon. What's, what's the hottest spanking scene that's, that you guys can think of that, uh, that happened there? Um, well, we have a, a gentleman that is, um, very well known, uh, I guess on the spanking world, Ross, and he's very well versed in the razor strap. Yes. Um, and, uh, he has been gracious to give us a number of demos with that. And, uh, you know, there's been a couple of people where they have always wanted to, um, have the razor strap used on them. Uh, so, um, they became the person to be on the receiving end. Uh, so I, I guess it was just a lot of buildup for that person and kind of everyone knowing that they were going to get it that evening. Um, and, and just having, uh, Ross being the expert that he is be able to do that. So, I mean, we had pretty much the whole event there watching that, um, uh, and the whole scene and, and how it played out. So that was hot. <laughs> it was. And, and Ross also did a, a double, uh, razor strap with another gentleman, um, which was kind of hot too, seeing two people strap at the same time. Um, so that was cool. So we also have another gentleman, Sir Simon, who, um, you know, is an expert in, in flogging and a number of other things. Um, and 
he's, you know, the last couple of years, we've used him to kind of stretch ourselves outside of our spanking box a little bit. Um, one year he did uh, wax play with flogging. Yeah, last uh, year, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, on um, somebody and then flogged it off, which was kind of hot. Yeah. Um, and then he also did a demo on fire play and what that's about, which is a little outside our realm. Um, you know, but then again, five years ago, I remember the first time we had someone bring a single tail whip and use it. That really just freaked everybody out because no one had had experience. With right. It. You know, now we pretty routinely see it. and We've actually installed a whipping post there on site uh, for use. So and that, and that kind of goes to another, um, I guess, topic, the different levels. OK, not everybody is into getting either one of those. Right. I mean, somebody just likes it you know, over the knee with a hand, you know, and, and that's perfectly fine, okay? These are all different levels and variations of the spanking world. So, you know, again, I guess that's great that we are able to uh, have that at the event, but by no means is this anything like where it's, it's all like that. Uh, you know, some of the play can be heavy, and that's fine, and that's what people are into, but that's not what you have to participate in if you are not comfortable. With no, it. we want everyone to be comfortable and participate at, at the level they're at. You know, we welcome all levels in and are very careful with that. So, so some of the other topics that we had last year, for example, we did, we did caning 101. Um, we had a session on managing aftercare, which is very important and often overlooked in our particular uh, fetish. Um, we had a session on OTK spanking and, and unique positions that you could put people in for that to kind of liven it up a little bit. Um, we did the flogging. Um, he also has, Simon also has an electro flogger, um, which is a whole interesting twist on it. Uh, we had spanking safety. We had a gentleman come in and do paddle making, how to make your own paddles out of stuff that you find at Home Depot or around the house. Um, uh, one of the fun ones from last year actually ended up being um, Red Bear's show and tell, mm -hmm. where everyone brought their bag of toys into the room and put it out and you it know was... talked about what was in their bag, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. It, it was in, insanely popular. We're definitely doing it again this year. Um, everybody is very proud to display their their toys and implements, and uh, it was it was kind of interesting because so many people were intrigued by what some of these things were and uh and then of course everybody wanted to try them out um there so <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of turned into an impromptu little uh spank session there but uh you know something different you know and i guess that might be you know some of the, when it gets into we talk about challenges you know we're trying to you know make things different yes the main theme is spanking okay but how can we change it and make it different and, and have people, you know, keep interested in it? Because you had said, already said it, you, you can't just spank for four days. Yeah, and one of the, and one of the things I'm actually realizing even, not just about myself, but, but for a lot of folks, is that um, once people start getting comfortable with their spanking fetish, you know, they start, some of them start exploring other kinds of things. And I know several several guys who are, their primary fetish is spanking. But they also like some of this other stuff, and I've kind of gotten into it as well. I discovered, you know, I, I actually like being flogged. I actually uh, face slapping. I have a boss man smacks me around, and I love it. Um, and so there are these. So so people will discover 
as they get more and more comfortable with spanking and, you know, enjoying the spanking, you know, there are some guys who will always only be into spanking. They're into, you know, particularly if they have the daddy boy kind of fantasy, um, and that's perfectly fine. But there are others who will discover that they're maybe interested in extending this sort of like impact and pain play into other areas and see what it feels like. And that's, that's great. We encourage folks to, to branch out. Um, with this number of guys here, you're going to be able to connect with somebody who has an interest in just about everything. And for, you know, particularly for newbies, again, this is a safe space where you can explore different things. Um, you know, and if you want to find someone and you're there, just approach one of us. We'll help you find someone who's into whatever it is you want to try out. And, And that's one thing to say, anybody can come to, um, myself and David and Brian, you know, and, and, and the people there that are our volunteers to tell us anything, you know, and, and, and to let us know if there's something that needs to be done or if they're looking for something in particular. Yeah. And uh, you have, you also do occasional like a uh, role play workshops, which I actually kind of wanted to mention because, um, so I, I, I mentioned this in my, when I did the podcast episode about going to Badass Weekend that I had, when I got in, there i've talked a lot about bully play and how i'm you know i've on the podcast that i'm not really into the dad boy thing i'm very much into the bully top you know and the the poor victim bottom and um and so when i went to badass weekend people who had heard the podcast who wanted to play with me they're talking about how they wanted to be bullied and one of the things one of my experiences there is that it didn't mean the same thing for them as it did for me and so there are these there is still these sort of learning curves and i thought about the idea after going to that party it's like hey maybe i should do a session on bully role play and what that actually means and how you kind of incorporate that into uh spanking scenarios because everyone has a different ideas um sure. and so i ended up kind of part of that experience of just really really thinking a lot about what it means when I say I'm really kind of into the bully as the spanking fantasy. Most definitely, because then that kind of goes back to communication. Yeah. Your idea of that might be something totally different than somebody else's and, you know, trying to get on the same page. And, and, and that's, it's not going to just happen. You know, there, there needs to be communication around that so that both it ends up being an uh, enjoyable experience for both parties. Yeah. So. And we do have a uh, we have a theater professor actually who uh, he he did the the role play or not the role play but the um, the uh, no it was the role play session yeah two two years two years ago, ago. last year he did the um, the uh, show and tell show and oh, tell okay. yeah he did the show and tell but he is coming this year and is going to do a session actually on role play within spanking and in some way um but i i love your idea of doing it with the bully play because that is very prevalent both um with with a lot of people i hook up with for spanking um and out of the frat scene in general yeah 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 and then of course the whole thing about using a frat paddle which is different from using a regular paddle but anyway um which we've given away the frat paddles. We we try to collect those um, during the year so that when we have giveaways uh, at our uh, get together, our socials, um, uh, frat paddles are have been known to make an appearance. So. Oh yes, uh, there are there are, there are door prizes essentially at the at the dinner events where you, you know typically you get tickets. Then there are, there are various implements and stuff that are given that are given away as prizes. Um, so what? If someone's kind of like, let's talk a little bit about 
an awkward thing, but but we really need to talk about it because because we're trying to get you know people new and young and who do not have a lot of money into the scene. Let's talk about cost of of for someone to go out and do this. How 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 would you guys describe? You know, to me, it seems pretty reasonable, but I'm a middle aged man who lives comfortably with a really good income who has leisure time to spend. Uh, what's, what should younger people be thinking about if they're thinking about coming to something like this? Well, I would I would say a few things. I mean, we we do strive to keep the registration fee down. It's it's a hundred bucks. It's been a hundred bucks for three three years, three years now. And before that, it, you know, we, we had stepped it up a little bit. But, you know, that's that's very minimal if you're averaging that out for a four day event um, with that. You know, it's not just coming into the event and, and all the expenses that we have to put it on. But we do try to do one meal a day provided with that fee. So that helps uh, to defer cost. Um, the venue itself, the, the rooms are basically either eighty nine or ninety nine dollars, uh, depending on what kind of room you're in per day. So that's fairly inexpensive, though, you know, you can always have a roommate as well. Some of the rooms do have two queen size beds in them, so you can bunk up with somebody uh, to help save expenses. Uh, I would say for anyone who's traveling distance, though, your flight's probably the, the biggest cost yeah. for this. Event. Right. Yeah. Traveling far is, you know, maybe try to look for the, the deals for the flights home and or if it's relatively not that far, you know, see if there's somebody that might be interested to carpool with. I know we have a bunch of guys that come from Georgia, all you know, all down together. You know, Georgia, the Carolinas, New York, Philly. I mean, pretty much anywhere on. If you're East Coast, we can probably try to connect you with someone who's going to be driving down the corridor to, to Georgia. Yeah, and also there are, you know, there's registration. The registration does not require you to stay at the hotel. So no. in in the event that like you. I don't know, find a really cheap Airbnb in Augusta, which I, I don't – this hotel is really cheap, so I'm not sure if you're going to get anything cheaper through Airbnb or, you know, right. one of those. But Or if you're staying with – crashing with a friend or something or if you have some other way to – or some place nearby where you can – you do not have to stay at the hotel and you can save money right. that way. Correct. Yeah, if you have another venue that you can stay at that's free or, or less than the $90, then by all means, you know, it's – you know, but it comes down to transportation. If you're driving, then you have your transportation. But if you flew in, you know, then you have to think about, you know, I want to be there. And pretty much it, we having everybody there at the event, I mean, because, you know, you're not going to spank 24-7. You know, that's why we have the tents for the social areas for people to go and just kind of hang out. And we always provide snacks. And it's, you know, it, it can become a very social type of event as well as just spanking. We do. I mean, the entire day and night, there are refreshments out there. There's free soda, free water, uh, snacks, um, you know, outside of the meals that we do provide as part of it. The cafe that's on site there is very inexpensive. So, I mean, literally, you never have to actually leave the venue if you don't want to. If you do want to leave the venue, Main Street Augusta is, is uh, what, a mile and a half down the road and there's tons of restaurants and everything right there that you can access. There's pizza uh, delivery. There's, there's a, all kinds of yeah. normal things you would have anywhere you travel, just a, a less expensive uh, proposition, I would say. The other thing I would add is if you're, if you do decide to fly in there, there is the Augusta regional airport yes. um, and you can connect through typically through Delta or um, American through Charlotte, Delta through Atlanta. 
but it is literally about nine miles from the resort. Um, it's very close. You'd have a very cheap Uber ride to the hotel, or if, again, if cost is an issue, uh, just let us know. Someone sure. will come and get you. A m number of us have cars there. There's really no need if you come to our event to even rent a car because everything is pretty well contained. And if there is something that's done off-site, there's a number of cars where people can all carpool. Yeah. We all carpool and do that. So it's not like you have to feel like you have to have a car. You know. But with that as well, it's not like we have you there and like you know you can't leave you're free to go and do whatever you, you want to do you know it's not like you are you know you have to stay there the whole four days absolutely not okay um so what else do we need to what else do we need to add if 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 what what wisdom do you have because do you have for somebody who's thinking of trying to get one of their own going well, I, I know for myself, since I've been to all nine, um, that, you know, I was thinking about that the other day, and I just look at all the relationships that I have formed. You know, it's now really a reunion. You know, I get to see some of these guys once a year, um, and uh, we've become friends, and, you know, we all share the same type of interest, which, you know, necessarily, you know, you, you, you can't really talk about that. You know, I, I can't talk about this particular fetish with a lot of my friends, you know, definitely not my family. Um, so you have another person that you've become close to and, and see at the other events and, and you're able to, uh, to form that bond, you know? So if you have friends that are thinking about it, that, that are also into this, you know, this is just a, another way to be able to add, um, to your friend list, playlist, uh, um, play partner list, um, to find someone that's going to be able to, uh, you know, help you enjoy this. You know, bottom line, when it comes down to it, this is all meant to be fun. This is, you know, meant to be able to ha be a, have a safe uh, place where you can, you know, live out some of the things that you've always wanted to do um, and have fun, have a good time and meet new people. And I think uh, from my perspective, if you want to start an event like this, I would start it out as a local um, kind of event and probably build it to the point where you've got 25, 30 guys Um and, and then determine whether you want to expand it. You know, it's much different hosting one of these things for a day versus, you know, traveling out of state for us. We all live in Florida, you know, to Georgia and then trying to produce a four day event. I mean, we're literally, um, you know, it's, it's eight days. We leave uh, the Sunday before the event. We return home the Monday after the weekend's over. So it, it's, it's a lot. Um, it can be very intense at times. You know, if anyone's interested, I, you know, and, and serious about trying to start something like that, I'd be happy to talk with them and just kind of tell them what we go through, you know, and what to expect and, and you know, kind of that checklist of here's what you need to do at a minimum to, to get it up and running. Now, do you even, do you guys get to play at all at your, at, at uh, Badass Weekend or are you, are you busy uh, organizing everything? <laughs> that's, that's a challenge, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, we want to play. You know, we don't necessarily work a year to put on this event and not want to play. Um, so we are and actually trying to figure out a way to make that happen um, so that we all do are able to get uh, playtime. I carry a little uh, wonderful paddle that was made for me by one of our participants, Joe, who's absolutely wonderful. Um, and I have it in my pocket. So, you know, I might I might spank you uh, <laughs> 
walking over the the bridge to the pool, <laughs> you know, spank on demand quick, you know, uh, because again, we, we do want to play. Um, uh, and, uh, and we, we want to make sure that every one of us gets the time to do that, but that's not necessarily easy mm-hmm. because you, you know, we are constantly running and we have walkie talkies and, you know, we're all over the place, um, to be able to make sure there's no fires that need to be put out and, uh, and that everything is running smoothly. So, yeah, that was why we added the volunteer coordinator position two years ago. Cause it, it was just too much. I mean, you know, we're running from eight in the morning pretty much until two in the morning. And uh, that that can be a little too much for everybody after four days. So we're, we're trying to take shifts and, and, you know, have one of us be actually the person in charge, especially during the evening. So we can each get a little bit of playtime in. But, you know, something else to consider if you're going to run an event like this. I, I do it because I, I, you know, I love love the fetish in general. But, you know, it's kind of a way to give back to the spanking community um, as a whole, knowing that, you know, I can spank at home and, and other places as well. Okay, so um, where do people go if they want information or to register? uh... Okay, so um, just general event information and to register, you can go to our our website, which is bawevent.com, and the information's there. From now through the event, I mean, I'll continuously update that. Um, Our speakers and workshops and demos descriptions will start to go up here in the next few weeks. And uh, it's a good place just to keep checking back for general information. And then we also um, started a Twitter account this year, and and Bruce is going to be managing that on a daily basis. And that, that too, is B-A-W event as the the at on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page as well. Okay, I will have to. I will have to uh, start following following your Twitter account with my dude Spank Dudes Twitter account. Um, and there's a way to reach you guys through that website as well and ask any questions, right? Yeah, they can. There, there's a they can email us there. Uh, there's a contact form. Um, I know you can also find me on Spank This Twitter or WAPS. My handle is Boy Spanker. And I'm on Spank This at uh, HBW21. Anybody can reach out to me there as well. And if you do go to the website, you know, we, we try to put some pictures out there. You know, all of those pictures were taken by me at the event. So you can kind of get an idea of what the event is like. Um, and so it's a, you know, kind of gives you a, um, a good picture, literally, of, uh, of the different things that have taken place there. So all those pictures have been taken at the event. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, and all I can say is uh, I did a whole podcast about it. So if people want to, you know, to get all my thoughts, of course, um, with with Brian, when we attended, we we both enjoyed it very much. Uh, we had, you know, we uh, Brian brought two new two complete newcomers to the spanking scene who had a great time. And I been, I don't know if they've registered yet um, to come back. Yeah, but Oh, excellent. Well, now I now I have to. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and so so that's good. That's good. So those two, just for 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 our audiences, those two, they're they're a couple. They're sweethearts. They're 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 relatively young, but they are completely new to the spanking scene itself. And so they came out to Badass Weekend, um, and we all had a really 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 good time. That's very good to hear. Yeah. 
so and it's great, you know, and they're coming back. So so you can see, and as folks who did listen to the podcast know that I bottomed for them, um, and I enjoy bottoming for them, and I am most certainly going to be doing it again. So if you want to see me get my ass beat again. <laughs> Come on, right, Thirty, letting me tell of a couple of the scenes that he is uh, looking to uh, partake in and uh, wants me to make sure I have it captured. So coming attractions are, are on the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that, we will uh, wrap up this episode. I, I want to thank uh, Bruce and David for, for taking team taking time out they had actually offered all the way back after the last um badass weekend to be on the podcast and uh, but they've been they've been working so hard and finally worked out a time the schedule where where they could spend a, a, a an hour or so talking about it so thank you both very very much for doing this and for what you do for the speaking community because certainly i know from Having just just doing a podcast, just doing something as simple as putting together a podcast for the community gets huge reactions, um, and you start realizing how much like this bacon community needs certain you know needs people to help structure and organize and and help the community stick together. So it's certainly, I'm sure I can speak for everyone in the community who really really appreciates all the work that you guys do. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, That's, you know, I get people who thank me for doing the podcast, and the podcast is – I just need to find time to do it. It's it's The labor on it is really small, and, you know, and certainly talking for an hour is not an issue for me. Uh, but, but I'm like, no, I'm like, but you guys are the ones who, who really, really, really do a lot of work to, to bring the community together. So I really appreciate that. Um, and so with that, we will wrap up this episode. Um, if you're out there, if you have any, if you have any outside questions that you want to send my way, um, or questions about, about Badass Weekend, about what it's like to be an attendant, uh, there that, uh, uh, for me, you can always reach me on Spake This as Red SPK Scott, and then on Recon, on WAPS. Uh, on Scruff, and I am still technically on Tumblr, um, which is still, you know, something for some young folks still have not abandoned Tumblr, so I still occasionally get messages. Uh, but I'm on there as Red Spank Scott, all one word. And uh, so once again, thanks guys, thanks everyone for listening, and I'll catch you next time.